Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the possibility and considering should Prison of Elders return. It's a it's a consideration and a possibility right now. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. And if you don't want to come watch the live streams, you're watching on YouTube, you can always hit like, share, subscribe, and hit the little bell button. That does help me out. Uh, some great growth on the YouTube channel recently. It's been cool to see more people and more comments uh, and the sub count going up because I don't, I don't do a lot for it. I send my content over there, so I appreciate all you that are over there that in enjoy it so prison of elders returning what's going on this is going to be similar springboard to my talk in conversation about the possibility of factions returning so i will be reading through that data mine uh, again just to kind of orient anybody who maybe is unfamiliar with the other video about the possibility of factions and faction rally returning prison of elders has also been thrown out there as a possibility so i want to ask you know why are we thinking this why is this a possibility second i want to say it gets a bad rap. I want to address the bad reputation of Prison of Elders. I think people hate on it needlessly. It wasn't terrible content. It's, it was more of a timing issue of when that it landed. Lastly, I want to talk about seasonal improvements. If they are going to be bringing content like this back and adding content in the vein of Prison of Elders, I want to talk about ways that they could make it better. I'm also going to address some of the things that people are probably going to run to the comments and say like, well, according to the lore and according to the strike, Prison of Elders is gone and destroyed and, and we killed the Warden. I think at a ground level, they could get around that very easily and say, you know, before we got in there, the warden did all this stuff and shifted stuff around and built a bunch of things. I mean, they could pretty much pull whatever card they wanted, or they could say the prisoners have, you know, have organized and they're overrunning the place and we need to go in there and do more than just take out the warden. Uh, they could certainly they could certainly go back to something where it's a retaking of the prison. And similar to Vex Offensive and Sundial, that could lead to a crescendo moment where we retake the prison and we... And, and that, that'd be easy to kind of like, okay, we're going to remove that content at the end of the season because you guys have fixed the problem with the prison becoming overrun. So even though I understand that, you know, we've killed the warden and the prison's kind of done, we could still go back and and and, and kind of have to deal with it. So why? Oh, that's right. We didn't kill the warden, just his servitor. So the warden could come back and say, hey, I want to reestablish this place. Let's, let's get this place under order. That could be another good story springboard into it. So why are we thinking that it could come back? I am going to read again the text. It was added to the game very recently. So I know people are like, we're not supposed to trust data mines. Lono, look at Solar Week. Solar Week was data mined months before it was supposed to land in the game. This was a very, very recent update. And so in my mind, this is more in line with something that is probably very soon on the horizon and the text says with the restoration of the lighthouse complete trials of osiris and more will return in season of the worthy so there's a theme there that trials of osiris is returning along with other things returning this is very similar to why we thought factions might be coming back there's not a whole lot that can return to destiny factions being one of them factions rally you know faction rallies also are being tied to that but then also Prison of Elders. The only other sort of major PvE element in the game that's sort of not present that was there before. Also, Prison of Elders and Trials landed at the same time. Remember, it's Trials of Osiris, not Trials of the Nine. And when Trials of Osiris originally launched in the game with, with House of Wolves, it launched at the same time as Prison of Elders. And launching those together, I think, could be a pretty good pairing so nobody would feel like oh it's all pvp it's all trials but like no prison's coming back as well and they could do really really fun things with it so i want to address though the fact that it got a bad rap because as soon as you start talking about this you get such a mix of responses from the community which is to, you know something that we should come to expect by now in the destiny community but i do think a lot of the criticisms of prison of elders are a little unfounded and a little baseless i do feel like 
at the time that it landed led to a lot of folks concluding that the quality of the content was lower than it actually was if you look at it especially across the board of things like Court of Oryx and Archon's Forge I think Prison of Elders was better content than most of the Horde mode style content that they did try to add in Destiny 1 so Prison of Elders has never really gotten a fair shake in my mind because it landed at a time where there was no raid and there was a bit of a drought that happened right after that and so the drought and the thinness of Dark Below sort of set this up to fail Dark Below was pretty disappointing as a DLC the raid was considered kind of too small and too short when compared to vault of glass and then house of wolves lands and it's got two things working against it house of wolves lands and there's no raid and second people were already sort of primed to be disappointed because they thought dark below was a pretty bad dlc so people kind of went into house of wolves and prison of elders with their arms sort of mentally crossed like i'm not going to enjoy this content if you actually go back and think about what they did with prison of elders skull loss i still think is one of the best boss fights they've come up with it was more of a stripped down boss fight because there was only three of you so it's a little bit different than what we're accustomed to right now with vex offensive and sundial and menagerie these larger areas with six people running around it's kind of spammy it's kind of dealt with very very quickly I don't know if that would mean they would want to go back to the seasonal content being a three-man piece of content that would also then be match-made and and they'd kind of go from there. Because Prison of Elders wasn't really built for six people. However, I do think if they brought six-man match-made, that could be one of the iterations and evolutions of the content. Prison of Elders had the three different sections. You could split the group up and go two people in each section. It could literally make you. It could randomize. That could be a good way if you're going into match-made content so you don't have to like sit there and tell people what to do or hope they do the right thing. It just splits the group up two to a section or something, uh, or splits the group in half, three to a section. So a six-man Prison of Elders could be pretty good. We wouldn't want to turn it into really trivial content. I do think one of the things that worked against Vex Offensive is it never really felt all that challenging. It was so spammy and so fast. It was hard to even complete bounties in in Vex Offensive because stuff was dying so fast. I do think Sundial is significantly better than Vex Offensive, but Sundial's similarities to Menagerie, I think, kind of hurt it for some folks. It's not actually similar at all to what you're doing doing but the structure is similar and I think that's one of the things people will do that I think they will automatically downplay content or or kind of like criticize content just because it's similar in structure the actual experience of menagerie is nothing like the experience in Sundial. So if Prison of Elders came back, I think this would be a good time for them to sort of differentiate this content from Vex Offensive and from Sundial and create something that is more more different feeling. And again, hearkening back to the original Prison of Elders feel. It would work really, really well, especially with how the content's structured right now. If you threw champions in there, rotating bosses, different modifiers according to the different bosses, I really do think Prison of Elders could land and be content that folks enjoy on the PvE side of things. It wouldn't feel like Horde mode, it wouldn't feel like Sundial, it wouldn't feel like Reckoning, it would feel like its own thing. And it's already set up well for champions and rotating bosses and loot, because I always thought the Prison of Elders loot looked really, really good you know bringing back some of that some of that vibe that reef fallen vibe so let's talk about seasonal improvements though because if they're going to bring content like this back i do think there's a danger right now in content feeling samey and the grind feeling very uh, mechanical and we talked about this in some of our other videos where we said that it was in a quick question and answer session i sort of talked about how 
Number one, you have too many god rolls right now. I counted up all the god roll hand cannons that I have, and it's like 10. It's really hard to get me to chase a new god roll hand cannon if I already have 10, and some of them are really nice, they feel really nice, and they look really cool. That's a significant challenge. I think the other challenge right now in the loot chase feeling appealing is it's very mechanical. It's bounty-driven, or you end sundial, and you're just grabbing guns, you know, sort of mechanically. So I do think they could recapture some of that, that, that appeal and some of that I don't know, some of that romance of chasing a drop and having it dropping from the bosses. Prison of Elders would be a good environment for this because you could go in with a boon or something that dictates what you're looking for, and then if you're fighting three or four bosses in one run, each of the bosses could drop something progressively as the season gets farther, you would unlock perks to do that. So when you start, you'd get like one drop, and then as the season progresses, maybe you're getting two, three, and then four drops by the time you get to the end of the season. Something else I need to think about is difficulty spectrum, and and aspirational drops, whether they're adept drops, maybe they have extra perks, maybe there's vanity items attached to the aspirational content. Uh, you know, Legend Sundial was kind of ho-hum, it wasn't really all that exciting, the The modifiers are more painful than they are challenging, and then the rewards didn't really seem worth it. You get one pinnacle drop, and that was kind of it. So if they're going to bring something back, like Prison of Elders, I would like to say, you know, bring some of that challenge, bring some of that difficulty spectrum, do it early enough in the season so people can aspire to get there and make the rewards somewhat worth it. Again, with an adept level perk, extra perk, or something, you know, along those lines, so you do feel like the rewards are distinct and different. We need to be clear, though, at the present time... We are light years beyond where we were when Destiny 2 Year 1 dropped. The loot grind and these content loops and these pieces of content like Sundial are light years ahead of where we were in the past. I do think people are getting a little bit burned out and I think they're just getting a little bit of franchise fatigue and they're not necessarily sensing those value increases. The content is better. It is more exciting. It is more dynamic and diverse than a lot of the loopable content we got in the past. I think Prison of Elders would fit well because it's already set up for matchmaking. It's already set up for rotating bosses champions could go in there and really generous drops with cool looking loot would be the right call and since they've already announced changes to swords prison of elders is a great environment to go in with swords everything's kind of close quarters and a little bit rambunctious it'd be a great place to grind for cool new swords and use swords with a lot of the announced updated changes we're going to transition now to q a if you're listening on this itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live and as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about speculating on whether or not Prison of Elders could return and ideas on how it could be better. Uh, And if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can always hit like, share, subscribe, and hit the little bell button. Going to jump right into the questions. We did have a resub coming right away. Five months from Ginger. Thank you so much uh, for the five months. Chief PogChamp, if you could bring back one thing from D1, what would it B, if I could bring back one thing, it would be Wrath of the Machine. If I could bring back all the raids, I would. But if you only let me grab one thing, if you give me a magic wand, and it can only be one thing, one activity, I would grab Wrath. Um, If I could grab all the raids, I would, but I would bring back Wrath. That was such a fun raid. That would be so amazing on PC. I think that would be such a good experience. Uh, Kane with the next question what if another patrol zone is returning like old Russia or the dreadnought I don't think they're going to bring back patrol zones or sizable substantive ads like that during seasonal content that would create a lot of confusion because you can't Here, here's one of the dangers of seasonal content if they don't keep it into a very predictable sort of safe lane you're going to give people 
really, really mixed signals and confused expectations. You can't go from Season of Dawn to a season where they add a whole, you know, area. Oh, hey, we brought back this area. The Dreadnought is likely returning. I know that they have plans to return it, and they and they indicated that with comments about the end cutscenes where the Light of the Traveler hits Mercury, Mars, Reef, and then the Dreadnought. That was supposed to be the order of the DLC. You know, Mercury, Mars, Reef, Dreadnought. So you got Osiris, Warmind, Forsaken was Reef, and then Beyond was supposed to be Dreadnought. Shadowkeep kind of jumped in line. I believe they still have you know plans to return the Dreadnought. That's not going to be in $10 seasonal content. I would imagine that would be in an annual expansion that we've been calling Taken Queen that's likely landing in September of this year. That would be the conclusion of everything with Sabathun, and a return to the Dreadnought would be a really, really fun time. People would get really excited. I don't know if they would call it the Taken Queen, but, um, you know, Shadowkeep equals triangle ships. Now, Shadowkeep equals moon. If we're talking about areas that we went to, Shadowkeep is moon. Mercury came, then Mars came, and then the moon came um, in Forsaken. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Shadow keeps the moon. It cut in line. My mistake. I'm, I'm getting. I'm confusing myself. Forsaken was reef based, and then we were supposed to have a Saturn dreadnought based DLC that didn't happen, and the moon became the focal point of Shadow Keep. So the moon kind of jumped in line. There, there was seemingly, according to that end, end cut scene, there was no plans that we could see of them bringing back the moon. Uh, Mormon Eagle. Do you want Prison of Elders to stay if it comes back or just be the next season's activity? We kind of talked about that in the video on how they could create a story where either the Warden, which was Varix, right? I think it was. He could come back and say, we need to reestablish the prison. And a way of reestablishing the prison would be going in and fighting and retaking it and killing enemies and killing bosses. You could also have it to be where the warden servitor did a bunch of stuff in the background and created all this stuff, and now that now we got to go in and get rid of it. Whether it's getting the prison established or taking it over or destroying it or whatever, that could lead to a culmination very similar with Vex Offensive and Sundial, where eventually it would leave and go away. We wouldn't need we wouldn't need to go in there uh, ever again. We would we would suddenly be like, no, we've got control of the of the prison. Yo, Watts with 24 months. Thanks for keeping your Prime sub here. That's a gold badge. That's two years of subs. Welcome back, Watts. So, I could... Because people were like, well, the Prison of Elders has been destroyed and the Servitor has been destroyed. There could still be a story there that could be sort of a housekeeping thing. Hey, you know, this kind of happened during this. Because what's going on with Sundial and what kind of happened with Vex Offensive? It did move the story along, but not in a super substantive way. The Triangle Ships and Eris and the Queen, and Aldrin, and Savathun, those are all lingering threads to the overarching story of the universe that's still moving forward. At least, though, there was a passing of the baton with Undying Mind and Ikora kind of led to all of a sudden Osiris showing up and saying stuff. Now Saint's here, and then the next thing that's going to happen, like maybe it's going to lead to something else. Like Osiris is going to shut the sundial down, and then someone's going to be like, well, now that you're done with that the cabal have focused their attention on you know taking over the the prison of elders to turn it into their new kingdom or something and they're working alongside of fallen you got to get in there and take over you see what i'm saying there are things that can happen with rasputin as well and escalation protocol we'll just have to wait and see i would imagine though that if if it's going to come back, whatever comes back will not stay, even if it is Prison of Elders. The one and only JD with nine months of subs, welcome back. 
a bit of support. Exactly how significant can something be if the majority of the returning activities go away at the end of the season? This is in line with things I've talked about where I've said Bungie has kind of, and this is not on purpose, they didn't do this on purpose, they've kind of had to uh paint themselves into a corner um if they if they if in fact they they are going to be having a technological limitation and that technological limitation indicates that the whatever is added must be removed then that means they're like i said they're painted into a corner it can't be super substantive there can't be crazy difficulty spectrum there can't be super super awesome loot in there because you're going to make it to where folks can't even you know get it they run out of time it's too hard so this does really limit the scope two things are limited by this the scope and the substance are limited it can't be big in scope where there's you know, multiple difficulties and the scope is spanning multiple months. It can't have super, you know, it can't be super substantive either because it, it needs to be something they can develop in relative short time, as well as something that we have to be willing to let go of. Truth be told though, forges, reckoning, menagerie, blind well, escalation protocol, all of these events, we kind of willingly let go of anyway. Nobody's going back and running outdated content to a great degree. Well, it's still in the game. Yeah, so how many people are going and running that content on a regular basis? If not for a very specific quest, most people are not going back to that content. There are some, sure, but the majority of the player base clusters around the new content. So they're not doing anything that's that abnormal, if we're honest, okay? They're creating new content. We play it. It, it. It's there. It loses its relevancy. It goes down in popularity. And then when they launch something new, we all cluster around that new thing. Right? When, when Menagerie opened, how many people were still running Forges? Not a ton, right? They were all they were all clustered around Menagerie. Why? It was the new hotness. It was where all the new loot was. So we are we we kind of already do this. It's not like they're doing something that is out of step with the normative player behavior anyway. This isn't to say that no one goes back and plays that content, but my point is, how painful is it? And to be fair, how much more substantive was Menagerie? the difficulty spectrum was lame the reward for the difficulty spectrum was lame there was no difficulty spectrum in the forges the difficulty spectrum in reckoning was weird and the the drop rate and the loot pursuit in reckoning sucks blind well no intentional loot grind at all by the time you got to delta it wasn't challenging even the hardest even the level four you know all the way up in blind well even the content that has stayed is not significantly more substantive than Sundial. It really isn't. If you look at the Forges, if you look at Blind Well, even Escalation Protocol, even Menagerie is probably the most substantive out of all of them. Most of them are just throwaway content that has a loot grind or no loot grind at all, like Blind Well. There's like literally no loot grind in there. There's no way to even target a uh, a particular a particular drop in Blind Well. So. I, I think people need to be careful. This is one of those times where I don't know what to call this. We create an ideal in our mind that doesn't exist, and then we criticize the game against that ideal. And it's like, when was there a time when the seasonal content loop that was added was so unbelievably sun- substantive that it makes Sundial seem like a thin piece of tissue paper? It's like Sundial is right on par with virtually all 
of the seasonal content loop stuff that we've gotten. Sundial is probably, I would say, better than the Forges. It's right up there with Reckoning, but it's longer, and the reward structure is better than Reckoning, and it's slightly less substantive than Menagerie. You know, a lot of the time you're in, you're in, you know, Menagerie, you're spending time running in the hallways and stuff. They've removed a lot of that need. It's just now you just go from one room to the next. So, you know, and, and that's also unfair because Vicarious Visions had way more time uh, to work on Menagerie. You, uh, you, Ulysses sees you. Do you think POE and Season of uh, Season of the Worthy might tie in to Aldrin becoming the Hunter Vanguard? Is he worthy? Yeah, I don't know. That's not a bad tie-in. I didn't consider that because Aldrin would be... It would make sense for him to learn about his past and then be like, I want to fix what I, what I messed up. And he sets his sight on taking care of the prison. He broke all those homies out. He caused all that chaos. That's where Cade Six died. It would be sort of poetic for him to be one of the central figures and maybe even the NPC that we interact with to fix the prison if the prison becomes a problem if it becomes overrun if it becomes like a uh this this fever pitch of activity it would actually be pretty poetic and and in some respects maybe logical for him to come to us and be like look i know i don't remember what i did and i know i took something from you that i can never bring back but i want to fix what i broke and and, he, and we work with him to fix the prison situation that's not bad at all that's really good now i don't want to get your hopes up that might not be what happens um but that would be some good tension and some really really good we want to see Aldrin come back his his ship has lo- that, that one ship has lore on it he's like nearby and he's like super confused and he doesn't know who he is or what he did and he's like skittish um and then Aldrin becomes worthy exactly i like that I'm, i don't want to get your hopes up but that's not bad that's, that's pretty good salty rob with 25 months thanks for keeping your primes up here rob i appreciate you six months from coach thanks for being a down-to-earth voice to listen to love uh what you stand for as an individual in the content as an and as a content creator keep up the grind thank you so much for half a year that is a purple badge um spaz uh spazalazel what is one thing you'd add or change or remove to improve poe if and when it comes back uh six man i'd make it six man make it worthy of a six man and i think that people would be able to um accept that it's very different demand a little bit more of us because if you have if you have some of those some of those fights some of those rooms expanded or split the team up or something that'd be pretty good i'd also make the reward structure better but that's we know that they're going to have good reward structure for seasonal content you know they're just going to because it's going to go away gator with 28 months thank you thanks for keeping your prime sub here the skyline show if prison of elders comes back do you believe we will get a new weapon set uh or will be the d1 poe weapons return they would probably intermingle you know how they intermingled saints weapons um for sundial uh, they've inter- they've intermingled his stuff with forge weapons from Curse of Osiris. They would likely do something very similar. And the the beauty of that is those models um, those models already exist. And so it would be a little bit. Maybe it might help a little bit. You know, streamline bringing some of that back. And the other thing to consider would be the people that have never played Prison of Elders would be like, this is all new to me. And for those of us that did, I think it would be nice, that nostalgic sort of, oh, remember this gun? Oh my gosh, remember this gun? There was an auto rifle from the Prison of Elders. I forget the name of it. Something Claw? 
Oh, it's escaping me. That look so mean. I would love for some of those weapons to come back. I thought those weapons looked really, really cool. There was that hand cannon that could get solar burn. The it was it wasn't Drake's promise. It was something a frick. I can't remember the name of that one either. Claw of the Wolf. Is that right? There were some great weapons back then. That blue hand cannon had all the spikes on it, and it could get solar burn. It was really, really cool. Um, Wolf Sayer's Claw, Soul Stealer. Soul, Soul Stealer? That's right. Soul Stealer's Claw. That's it. That's it. That sounds right to me. And then there was the Dreg something hand cannon. It wasn't Dreg's Promise. It was like... I forget the name of it. There was a really, really cool blue hand cannon. Because uh, I remember I liked... I had that for Solar. I had Fatebringer for Ark. And then there was the... There was the one from Crota. Crota's... Word? Try, frick. There was the... Crota hand cannon that had void. I had all three. Six Dreg Pride. That was it. Six the six Dreg Pride, the Word of Crota, and the Fate Bringer. I had all three. Yep. That was great. You could you could switch from the word of the word of Crota, the Six Dreg's Pride, and the and the Fate Bringer. And you had all three burns, uh, depending on what you needed. That was really, really fun. And then the Soul Sealer's Claw, yeah, it was a bullet hose. Yeah. There were some great weapons from back there, you know, and I think it'd be cool to bring them back. Because again, a good portion of the community would be like, I've never had these guns before. There'd be people that play D1 that were like, oh, I forgot about this. This is so great. There'd be people that play D1 that be like, I never got these. Um, so I think it could be a really good time to intermingle the two. Digital Marine. This season has been riddled with bugs and exploits. Uh, what do you think the cause is? I think it's a combo of the Tiger Engine slash trying to create seasonal content. I think the two combined is wearing on Bungie. I'm... I'm not going to attribute too much to the Tiger Engine because I don't know if we can blame bugs and stuff on that. I, I would say the the main issue is they're trying to push things out really, really close together. They're trying to push things out so, so close together. I, I think that they're 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 razor thin right now on bandwidth uh, because because they're razor thin on bandwidth, things are slipping through that didn't used to slip through. It's really unfortunate to see because there's nothing you can do about it. Folks are finding out all kind of broken things that they can do. This is also um, this is also prone to happen when Bungie's trying to give us exciting exciting new ways to exert our power. They're giving us new mods, new builds, new combinations of builds, and one of the pieces of collateral damage is that there are things that oh, we didn't know that was going to cause that. Activating your super and swapping a weapon. I mean, you got to understand something. A lot of these exploits and things that people are finding, they are not, in any sense, normative at all. Folks are literally trying to break the game. Yep, I, I do think this is something we need to consider, okay? There's a big difference between a game that's buggy and glitched, like you go to try to play content and it doesn't work, or you fall through the map, or you don't get the rewards, or the quest is broken, you know, broken quest lines and things like that. That's not what's happening. Let's be clear here. Folks are trying to break the game and they're succeeding. There's more cracks in the wall is all that's happening. And sure, that's annoying because it affects PvP, but is that Bungie's fault? Uh, it, it's both and, isn't it? It's not like you're going it's not like you're going into content and you can't complete it or your guns aren't working or your super's not working. Uh, you know, in in general, I would say that they've done a pretty good job of keeping the bugs and the glitches down. It's just that there are exploits and there are bugs 
uh, that that continue to slip through because people are finally, you know, I think some of it's too is people are getting bored and they're just looking for things, you know, they're looking for things that that don't, you know, that don't uh, that don't traditionally happen and they try it and kind of break stuff, you know. Sorry, I was reading a paragraph from a from a genius in chat talking about uh, that the game shouldn't need to be fixed. How about releasing a good game? Whatever happened to that? I don't have time to completely decimate your position. I, I would love to. I, I don't really care to because you literally started following me six days ago and you're just in here whining and complaining about Destiny. Here's the thing. If you think the game is that big of a failure, um, why are you here? The game has been out for five years. So here, here's the reality check for folks like yourself. If this game is such a failure, if it's so abys- if it's so abysmal, then you're the idiot. And I mean that in the harshest way you can take it. Like you're an idiot. Why are you paying attention? Why are you dedicating time? Why are you dedicating emotion to a game that is terrible, to a game that is a failure? I, I don't understand. Why are you here then? It makes zero sense to me. How dumb can one person be? Truly. I don't understand the depth of stupidity of some people. There are plenty of games that I think were terrible. And I don't spend an ounce of my time talking about them. I don't go into streams. I don't make videos about them. I don't waste any time. You're literally wasting your own life. Spend it doing something else. Like, if the game's that bad, then you're the idiot we're enjoying it you're the sucker wasting your time in my chat and in streams promoting this idyllic view of video games like they should launch with zero problems you know what i'm saying like i get so tired of folks like you sometimes somebody needs to be told they're dumb like it's such a dumb waste of energy and emotion the game didn't just come out you're not in here a month after it launched like irritated or frustrated or being like i can't believe this game is so disappointed it's been out for half of a decade and here you sit still spewing anger and frustration and chewing out my mod just go the frick somewhere else man you know just go the frick somewhere else i don't pay attention to any of the games that i thought were a failure i don't it doesn't make any sense to me. The Angry Texan. Would you rather a new activity in the style of old Prison of Elders in the new area or the exact same environment? Okay, there's a couple of problems here. If it's just the old area, that wouldn't work, especially if people are spending $10. Like, that, that, that wouldn't work. Because people go, oh, it's just a reskin. I don't want to pay for something that I had in D1. Um, I, also, I also would not want to buy content that is so far removed from prison of elders that it's like why are you even calling this pri- you know why are you even calling this prison of elders right uh 10 gifted subs from alfex thank you it's got to like land like right in the middle there have to be clear influences and and tones and themes pulled from prison of elders right that 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 would need to be in place. Like we said, have a mixed bag. You had all the new saint weapons, but then you also had those weapons from the forge from, from Curse of Osiris. It was kind of a mixed bag. And it was mostly saint weapons with like a couple of those weapons. Do that too. We already mentioned a handful of those weapons. I think intermingling the loot pool and having some of those influences from Prison of Elders, like one or two areas that seem very reminiscent. But 
by and large, I would say you need to have it feel new. It needs to be, hey, this time, you know, we're sending more of you in. Last time it was three, now it's six. And there's this many new areas. There's this many bosses. Uh, I would I would definitely say if, if you... If you do it too close to the original, you're going to get complaints. If it's too far removed from the original, it'd be like, why are you even bothering calling this Prison of Elders? Does that make sense? If that guy was talking about Anthem, it didn't seem like he was talking about Anthem. He was going back and forth with... He was going back and forth with John. Um, You guys are going to want to check chat too to see if you got gifted a sub. It looked to me like he was going back and forth with John about Destiny being a failure. Um... I don't understand why you would be still talking about Anthem. We were talking about that like 25, 30 minutes ago. Uh, Zareason. Given how seasons are going to lead to what happens in the fall, any chance we get a raid in the summer, possibly one on Mars and Rasputin? No. Here's the thing. A raid in the summer and then a raid right now where the least likely areas the, 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 that a raid would land. Number one, summer's too close to September, Right? Number and number two, right now is too close too. Like we just had a new raid in Shadowkeep, so the season that followed Shadowkeep, you weren't going to get a raid. The raid in the summer is right before the next big. We're speculating here, but likely to be the next big expansion is going to land in September. So su- summer's pretty unlikely. I still think the only the, the only spot that a raid could land would be in the spring which would be season of the worthy and it would be like a raid layer size it would not be huge so the the i think one of the biggest challenges in general whenever you're you're adding a raid is bandwidth so the bandwidth it takes for them to make a really really good raid traditionally from my experience is a year if you look at vogue to King's Fall, to Wrath. Those are all one year apart. Crota was pretty small. Crota aged like a fine wine. We ended up loving Crota near the end, but they did make some changes, and I think challenges helped bring that raid up from where it previously kind of felt like it was. And then you have Leviathan, and then a year later you have Last Wish, and then a year later you have Garden of Salvation. All the raids in between are not terrible, but I don't know if they're... Number one, I don't know if they're possible because Spire and Crown was built by Vicarious Visions. And Eater of Worlds is really small, if you're honest. I know it's fun, but it's really, really small. And then Scourge is probably the best raid they built that is not a full-sized raid and it was built by Bungie and not another company because, you know, Spire was Spire was praised, uh, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty highly as a non as a non full raid encounter uh, area, so it always comes down to bandwidth. Because the other thing you got to consider right now is any bandwidth they spend on a raid for the spring is bandwidth that they can't allocate to the next raid in September. So it is a little bit of a robbing Peter to pay Paul situation. Whatever, l- let's just say they spend. I don't even know. Six, three to six months working on a raid, layer-sized raid for the spring. That's three to six months they could have invested in the full-sized raid that they likely would want to launch in September. So to me, to me, I do I do take the, the line of thinking here that waiting for excellence is better than settling for mediocrity or something that's more in the middle, in the middle lane. Um, so... It, I know people are going to land on this differently, but in my mind, raids usually run their course pretty quickly anyway. 
they they amount to like roughly 10% of the daily engaged player base. So to me, I'd rather wait for excellence so whatever they deliver is really truly great. Here's the other thing to consider. I really want to see them rethink raid logistics. Letting me rerun it for non-powerfuls, having a bigger loot pool, having a better loot pool, having an NPC, having vanity items, having a reason to really, really grind raids. I I want to give them that time. Because if another raid lands in September and they still haven't thought through all those things, then it's going to kind of be like, what are y'all doing here? The raids are great, but the loot you put in them are... The loot is mediocre. And then there's no, there's no real grind. Where is the wrath of the machine endurance of an internal currency or increased drops or something beyond just I did my three I'm done they, I, I would rather them figure that out like take a year build a truly amazing raid and institute a new era of raiding that brings this there's an NPC there's seasonal rank there's there's vanity items that you can earn for the guns there's better versions of the guns the guns are truly aspirational and unique and again they don't have to be best in class the genesis chain effect the genesis chain was not a best in class weapon but it was memorable because it was unique so if the guns are unique and they have things you can't get anywhere else like genesis chain they don't have to be best in class so i'd rather them figure that out i really do i don't part of me feels like one of the reasons they haven't been able to figure that out is because they're constantly trying they're constantly trying to to feed you raid content um if Last Wish had Wrath level rewards, it'd be almost perfection in my eyes. It's the best gameplay raid in my opinion. Uh, the only thing I, that, that bums me out about Last Wish is Morgeth. Morgeth reminds me of Golgoroth. There's a cool mechanic that never happens. Golgoroth, nobody rotated. And then Morgeth, nobody stuns him. It's just a, such a freaking bake. So Morgeth is a little disappointing in that regard. And then everybody cheeses freaking Riven. Outside of that, I think Last Wish is incredible. I think as far as size and scope, it's the best raid in Destiny. Fun factor, I think Garden is a lot more fun. I think Garden brings back some of the D1 raid feel of being able to move around and, and clutch a little bit more. I feel like in in Last Wish, it's it's kind of got that King's Fall feel combined with the, the token system and the revive timer, which is really frustrating. And then the loot's just not that impressive, other than the like the 1K voices. There's nothing that's that impressive in Last Wish. In general, that's always I think where the raids have faltered in D2. They'll create really really unique experiences, beautiful environments. And then the loot is just sort of like, you can just shrug your shoulder at it. You're like, eh, take it or leave it. And I don't think that's good for raids. I think they got to figure that out. Um, D2 raids are too easy to bake. It causes so many lackluster fights with teams one phasing every boss as soon as first week is done and we're not delted. Yeah, I, like even even at our height, it was hard to one phase Axis. Most teams were two phasing Axis. It was either a two phase or a three phase, depending on how strong the team was. A one phase Axis and a one, and you couldn't one phase Vosik if it was challenge week. I did like that. That was actually pretty smart. That that was a smart way of being like, hey, you can, but that's not really what you should be doing. Um, so, Bungie tweeted, what do they tweet? your main man Julian Bungie has shown that they don't like bringing back modes as previously iterated but how possible would it be to get something closer to firefight from Halo with tier rewards and bounties I don't know to me the fact that they're saying that something is returning um, if something is returning then I would imagine it's something that has been previously um, you know 
in in the game. So I can finally talk. I never once bashed Destiny. We were talking about Anthem. Oh well, then my mistake. I thought you were talking about Destiny. We were talking about Destiny. Anthem was like a half an hour ago. I love this game and enjoy your content. Sorry, I only followed six days ago. I just recently discovered you on YouTube. The reason we were discussing Anthem is because your mod added me after I posted my opinion on the game. Okay. Well, so many people do what you did that I apologize. So many people do what you did, though. They come in, they talk about, they call this game a failure. They use the same line of thinking. They're like, why couldn't it be great the first time? So if you love Destiny, you're okay with Destiny. I think that is probably in your corner to maybe use a similar attitude towards Anthem. We're all disappointed in Anthem. When we read the backstory, that whole Jason Schreier article um, that came out, we were all bummed about that it was really really unfortunate but i i have always just taken the attitude that it's better to allow games to fix themselves and if we didn't allow for that and we didn't support that we would not have destiny we would not have no man's sky there's a lot of games that we would have never would have never reached um, to where they are. Thank you for somebody anonymously gifting a sub to that guy. You got ripped up one side down the other because I get so tired of that. Like, we're five years into Destiny and people come in and literally say verbatim what you said about about Destiny. You said it about Anthem, but people use the same line of argumentation against Destiny. Um, so that's why I'm always like, why why are you even paying attention to Destiny? Anthem is relevant because they tweeted out that blog and I retweeted it and I said that I believe the core gameplay in Anthem is is good enough that they should they should you know they should fix it and I believe that it could bounce back. So I just know that I just know that the way the way that the way that Bungie has been able to really really bring this game forward, I would just always love to see that happen with any game. Uh, that comes forward. So apparently we hit tier four. Um, I might have to go to orbit and come back down. Yeah, and the problem with Bioware 2 is I know people are really bashing on Anthem and they'll say similar things like why not make the, why not make a game? Yeah, there we go. We hit we hit number four. The outer edge has not changed at all though. So let's go back down to the tower and see what the uh, hologram looks like. Um even even having that attitude about about anthem is just it's it, it almost isn't even fair because like they it was unavoidable a lot of the bad leadership isn't even there anymore imagine being left holding that bag do you know what i'm saying Imagine being left holding that bag. You got terrible leadership. They're not making the right calls. They're not deciding what kind of game they want to build. They they literally throw three and a half to four years of good production time and development time in the dadgum toilet. And then you got to build Anthem in about a year and a half. They build that game in like 18 months. And it barely gets off the ground. Some of those guys literally had to carry that game on their back and just started having to make decisions. It'd be really hard to be left holding that bag. Like, thanks all the people that aren't even here anymore. Like, you know, it's it's a bummer. It's a bummer of a story. And that's why I'm always like, if you fix it, th- people will come back, you know? It seems like the Bungie, the Anthem blog post came down too. I'm so upset with Bioware with the Mass Effect Andromeda debacle. They lost a lot of respect for me. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know a lot of, a lot of what happened there, but um, so... 
again, sorry for the misunderstanding. I just, I get, we've been getting that a lot recently because people are like bored or burned out and then people come in and act like the game is a failure. Can't believe this game is, this game is dead and why not make it good the first time? This is just a beta test, like all that. It's like, I, I hear that all the time. I get trigger happy sometimes. I'm being like, why are you even paying attention to the game then? Um, so next question. Gab Med Black. Should Prison of Elders become a, a way to keep bosses in the game? It could include bosses like the Sundial bosses now. I was hoping Nightmare Hunts were going to be updated seasonally, but PoE could work better. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. Um, here's the thing. This is risky. It sounds so good. Like, there's a part of me that's like, oh yeah, that sounds awesome. That We, we, should, we should definitely do that. And then everybody's going to be like, nice reskins. You can't even give us new bosses, Bungie. Nice reskins. Like, that's all we would hear. Like, the way that the Nightmare Hunt bosses got criticized, it still, to this day, makes me laugh. Nice reskins. Like, okay, we fight ogres, and we fight wizards, and we fight captains, and we fight knights. We fight all these, you know, enemies at different, (laughs) different intervals and in different places. So, just because they gave them all similar names doesn't mean that it's just a quote-unquote reskin. Oh, it's moving now. Yeah, the the tower hologram is moving. It's spinning. Ooh, pretty. So, you know, the the way that Nightmare Hunts got got totally ridiculed, the way that they were ridiculed, I just thought was just absolutely, you know, just it, it was it was ludicrous it was overstated and the same thing would happen here and they're like i've got it prison of elders is a great place to bring back old bosses everybody like nice reskin bungee like that's all that would that's all that would uh that would happen it looks like the world cup trophy now <laughs> yeah ya boy flower says when do you think we will fight Savathun, Zivu, Arath, and the Worm Gods before the pyramids? No idea. I, I think Savathun is this September in the Dreadnought. The rest of these people you've listed, I don't know. BCB. Given the lore, if Varix came back, do you think he could be a boss to defeat? He's the reason Kate is dead. He purposely let Aldrin and the Barons free, and he left to reunite Fallen into a single house. He, I mean... I kind of like what we did earlier, theorizing that it could be Aldrin. Aldrin could say, I want to fix what I messed up, I want to fix what I broke, and he could work with us to fix it. I don't know about Varix coming back and then being a boss. If he left to reunite the Fallen into a single house, maybe maybe that would be the storyline. Like, he comes back to pull, you know some really really dangerous you know enemies from the prison that are still stuck in there like the whole prison didn't get emptied some of it still seems like it's kind of intact um I don't know I could get behind that I I get I guess um but we had uh some other things come through here 300 bits from crystal flames cover two with 33 months thank you three months from gun at pirate new badge color thank you very much uh leopard um says or Black Leopard, I'm sorry, says, if Prison of Elders comes back, and going off what you said, if they play the story, the prisons join together, and we have to take it back, we use it or see maybe a Horde-style mode, kind of the fire team like Halo Reach, or do you think it's far 
tile of a concept for death I'm just moving on uh, fuzzy epic muffin one of the other things returning is more talking about exotic the recent 12 talked about sword changes what exotic swords would you see return it to me would be strange to say trials of Osiris and more are returning in season of the worthy if Bungie is thinking trials of Osiris and some exotics are returning I don't know, that sentence structure and that thought behind the sentence is weird to me if it basically means if it means Trials of Osiris and some exotics. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think that they would do that. To me, the return would be an an activity. Factions, Faction Rally, Prison of Elders, something along those lines. Flying Mangoes. If Prison of Elders comes back, do you think it will bring back old modifiers? Seriously missing these lately. I have continued to press against the modifiers, and I use the uh, I use the the modifiers in Legend Sundial as an example. The modifiers in Legend Sundial are literally all about pain. That uh, there's nothing fun about them. There's nothing interesting about them. You don't really change your playstyle. You just receive more pain than when they're not there. More arc damage, more knockback damage, more knockback distance, more grenades are thrown at you. I extinguish, you know, match game, locked loadouts. None of that, none of that makes the content more challenging. They're just like, okay, here's the pain dial. Let's turn up the pain dial. So you're just experiencing more pain, and that's essentially it. I've continued to say that modifiers should focus on changing playstyle and loadout by incentivizing me to change things around. Oh, this week, this stuff's stronger, and this is more susceptible to this. Let me shift some things around on my loadout so I play with something that I've never played with before. Like when I was running that Xenophage build... That was really fun. Why? Because, you know, I was I was trying something that I never tried before. Flying mangoes. It's flying man goes. Flying man goes. Oh, that's flying mangoes, dude. That's flying mangoes. Like the fruit. Get out of here. Killer 2323. Three, three. Uh, would it make more sense for Poe Prison Valors to return in the summer season? Assuming we go to Mars next season. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You got it right, Flying Mangoes? Yeah, thank you. I've been calling them that for a while now. It wouldn't be the first time somebody didn't correct me on how to say their name, like EPK Fail. That name is supposed to be pronounced Epic Fail, and I called him EPK Fail for like a year, and then he finally corrected me at Guardian Con, and I was like, you frick. I've been saying EPK Fail for forever. Uh, So, yeah. (laughs) I guess I I can't assume that they would have corrected me, because plenty of people haven't. Um... Arcanus, do you think that they could do some type of scoring system in this type of game mode that would be a nice way to make it accessible and give hardcore players something to chase by making it to where generosity goes up by performing better? Yeah, like LLB Rude. Um, <laughs> brood. LL Brood. Um, <clears throat> they did a scoring thing in Challenge of Elders. And then they had people go for high scores each week, and they... <laughs> it, it's kind of funny, but it's kind of not. They awarded folks for uh, basically cheesing. <laughs> they basically recognized people for cheesing. They were like, yeah, so-and-so team got the high score this week, and all those people were cheesing for that high score. 
Um, <laughs> they were doing some things to get the high score. So it would be cool, I think, if they brought back the score and they let you go for the score to, like you said, you know, get um, get some better rewards. People that are like, oh, prison's coming back? No, this is just like our speculation that factions and faction rally are coming back. This is a very similar idea. We are speculating that if trials and more are returning, there's only so many things that can quote-unquote return uh, to Destiny uh, at the given time. There's only so many things. Mine is actually pronounced me versus Morrissey and uh, the pretensions battle, the ladder match. I always say me versus Morrissey, don't I? Um, Sagato. With the season seemingly focused more on Vex and Hive, how do you see PoE fitting into this year Destiny 2? I mean, it, they can do whatever they want. They can suddenly say, hey, this 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 race or this person's doing this thing. And it doesn't need to be, you know, Hive or Vex. Big Nick says, being a person who didn't play D1, I constantly hear people bragging about how good D1 gun setups and slots and guns were and whatnot. If D1 was so great uh, with the way they get guns were, why do you think they change it and should we go back? Um, well, they changed it significantly from D1 to D2. They did a double primary thing. They took every weapon that could be considered strong and they threw it in the heavy slot. So our heavy slot was super weird when Destiny 2 launched. The heavy slot had shotguns in it, snipers in it, fusion rifles in it. It was super odd, okay? It was it was it was pretty weird. And so the way the way that people look back and think fondly about the gun setups and stuff, a lot of the times they're they could be oversimplifying it. I do miss the days with el- true elemental primaries where you could have an arc primary, a solar secondary, and a void heavy, like all three. I miss those days. You can do that now with osmosis. And surprise, surprise, it didn't break the game. It didn't trivialize content. Like, everybody said that it would. But I do think that <clears throat> there is a layer of sort of... Um, we overstate how great it was back then. So a lot of the times, people will look at the the guns now. They're so boring. There's no reason to grind anything. Listen, I take all 10 of my god roll hand cannons, and I'll put them up against my god roll Imago. You know? Like, my god roll hand cannons now are doing way more than my god roll Imago ever did. And, And that was my baby. That was my prized weapon that I took into every Wrath run. Um, it, and it, it, it is as good if not somewhat outshined by all the god roll hand cannons that I have now they do more they have a mod slot they have more things that they can do interacting with champions and and so forth so I do think some of this is folks romanticize and 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 they create you know rose-colored glasses that they look upon you know d1 with and I would I would I would definitely say that I feel that we've come a really really long way but the the dilemma that Bungie is facing is a bloated pool with perks that are all very samey and they got to figure out how to disrupt that the way they disrupted your armor with armor 2.0 Serial uh, Kira if there are too many god rolls for longtime players what can fix that I don't think that taking those guns away is the way to go I just touched on this if it's an armor 2.0 thing where you're willingly pivoting away from all the old because the new stuff is so significantly better um then I think that's the right way to do it. Right now, you are not going to look back and think, I can't believe I got rid of all that armor from the first two years. You just willingly got rid of it all because the new armor had more to it and more to do. Um, So I could see the new guns doing that. 
I happen to think Bungie is intentionally being super, super rewarding right now, end of this season, and then spring we're really going to focus on probably weapons we hadn't been focusing on, like swords, and then that'll be kind of one of the primary things you chase, and then summer is going to be Age of Triumph era, maybe, something, because I said, you know, the summer is going to be like um, no other time in Destiny, and then the s- September will be when they introduce Weapons 2.0. They're going to truly jettison whatever you're currently using and you think is a god roll, you're you're going to you're going to leave that behind. Is is what I think. Ginger 300. If Prison of Elders returned, do you think it would be possible to see the return of the fallen related perks from D1? Miss me some Shankburn Kappa. I mean, I I don't know why you would submit a question and follow with a Kappa. Like do you really want me to answer this or did you just feel like submitting a question that takes up space in the litany of questions I'm trying to answer right now? Don O the Hippie. How would you feel about a small customization patch? New hairstyle, character recreation, barbershop. We don't need any development time put on this. This doesn't do much. Most of the time you're wearing helmets and armor. You know, I, I don't, I rarely see people walking around the tower with their helmet off. Um, so I don't, I don't think we need a lot of development time. Um, spent on that I'm, I'm trying to get loot cycles and, and and content loops and stuff that we can grind and do you know oh what did I do sorry um, I don't know what question we were on uh, oh here we are we, we didn't go too far I bumped the wrong button on my mouse old modifiers missing these lately wait where were we um, we were in the twenties, weren't we? Oh my gosh, I, I lost my place. There it is, Miss Shankburn Kappa customization. Sorry. Okay, Ghostface. Haven't we gotten enough copy and paste horde mode at this point? Missed the talk. Sorry if you addressed this already. I shredded this the other day. I sh- I shredded this perception. I did. Like, listen. I'm, this is going to continue to get smacked down by me pretty harshly, okay? Whether it's Court of Oryx, Archon's Forge, Blindwell, Escalation Protocol, The Forge's Reckoning, Menagerie, Sundial, they are all, to some degree or another, the same ingredients. Destiny, as I said, the one day is Mexican food. It's a tortilla with meat, cheese, and vegetables. Like, they're taking the same ingredients, shaking them up in different ways. Anybody who says they're sick of Horde mode, you're sick of Destiny. I don't care what you played, whether it was a strike in D1, Court of Oryx, or Archon's Forge, or Prison of Elders, or The Reckoning, or The Forges, or Blindwell, or Escalation Protocol. It's all the same. It's always been the same. Trash ads, majors, some minor mechanics, and a boss fight. Always, 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 always. If you want loopable content, that's essentially what it's going to be. D2 needs a crunch wrap, right? Like, I, I actually think to their credit, to their credit, Bungie has done a pretty impressive job using the same batch of ingredients to remake horde, sort of horde style mode content for years. Like, people say this, and I get it. You're like, I feel like this is all we do in Destiny. This is all we've been doing. It's like, yeah, historically speaking, that is true. And I said that I, that, that my biggest frustration lately is that a lot of their quality of life improvements just take Sundial and compare it to Archon's Forge. It 
it's not even a comparison archon's forge was a joke compared to sundial a literal joke like a glorified public event with doors archon's forge was cool i lived in there i did my talks in there but it was a glorified public event with doors in it okay so that, and that was like the centerpiece like loopable content of Rise of Iron so loopable horde mode style content has improved by light years Just it's improved by light years and yet we're like dude I'm so sick of this man it's all we get and it's like that's destiny though man I, I don't know what people want I, I don't know if I, I've never heard anybody suggest the alternative so I'm being hard on Ghostface here. Anybody who, who who takes this line of thinking, not just Ghostface, what's your suggestion for an activity? What? What you want more strikes? You want more story missions? What is that? That's a linear loop that gets either thrown into a playlist or played one time and you never play it ever again. We had story missions this season where we rescued Saint 14. That was it. That was the end of it. So I I don't I I really really don't know what people want whether it's the verdant forest or the haunted forest like the or or the EAZ this is what they do man they build areas enemies come out you fight them it triggers majors the majors trigger mechanics the mechanics are interacted with either that, that or the boss and then it's over and then loot pops out so I, I truly am at a loss for this particular like re- repeated criticism. What's your suggestion then? I, and somebody said a new enemy archetype. That's not going to do anything. They added the scorn and there were new archetypes. There was those big dudes that shot lasers out of their eyeballs. And there was the guys that swung lanterns that put area of effect fire on the ground. And those were all new enemy types that we never fought before. But when it comes down to it, you're still killing trash ads that aren't that difficult. Majors that are marginally difficult and mechanics in a boss fight that require some synergy and some awareness that quickly becomes something that you deal with very fast. Endless waves of ads, which grants better loot the longer you survive. Right, but are you are you reading the question? He said, copy and paste horde mode at this point. First of all, I'm also sick of this. Like, you guys want to get your jabs in when you submit your question. Haven't we gotten enough copy and paste horde mode at this point? I Haven't we gotten enough copy and paste thoughtless criticism at this point? Seriously. There's nothing copy and paste about Sundial. There's nothing copy and paste about it. It's new areas and new mechanics. There was a there's a hammer of dawn in the one area. There's a hammer of dawn, but that's brand new. It's not copy and paste. Now I know people be like, well, the Inatam fight is just like the fight in that one strike. Okay, okay, but by and large, if I go into Sundial. Or Escalation Protocol, or Menagerie, or Reckoning, or... I go to all this content, I don't see almost any copy and paste anything. I'm just sick of the jabs. Quit taking cheap shots. Just submit your dadgum question. Like, you don't gotta assert all this negative cynicism every time you want to ask a question. It just isn't helpful. You're just... you got Some of you guys are really souring Q&A for me. I, I, you're, you're turning me into like, I feel like I have to defend the game because I'm like, okay, wait, hang on a second. You're not just asking a question. You're asserting something that's arguably not true. So I have to dismantle that before I even answer your question. Like, just ask your question. Like, haven't we gotten enough horde mode at this point? Or, I'm getting tired of horde mode at this point. How do we, you know, how do we get something new? And again, this has come up quite a bit. I do think that in general, right, in general, 
that is destiny they've always added this type of content because it's either really linear and mission based which that doesn't work that well for repeated content or it's a strike and that doesn't work either the strike playlist is like jammed full I'm not being negative okay don't backpedal stand by what you said or don't submit questions haven't we gotten enough copy and paste horde modes at this point that's not positive homie that's critical that's okay people think that they're sick of horde mode you're allowed to think that we just don't need to laden every question with like a with like a cheap shot jab i just lono don't aren't haven't they done enough of like that we're the, getting the same archetypes all the time isn't that aren't we aren't we tired of the laziness it's just like i feel like everyone's trying to assert something with every question they ask i don't know and it, it, it's just a vibe i've been getting lately people get bored right people get bored and then they like want to take like a jab at the content to be fair you're assuming his statement has a jab no i'm not he's saying that the content is copy paste horde mode would you call that praise or would you call that a criticism quit being willfully ignorant look at the statement that's being made for frick's sake uh whitlow what are some easy improvements to poe that could be done especially with new light players in mind well opening up the six players would be ideal because that would be in line with vex offensive and then sundial they would need to take some clues from Menagerie. You gotta visually educate people on what they're supposed to do. So, if you're going into a room and there's a boss and there's a mechanic, you you kinda have to make it super basic. This is another thing that I think people are forgetting. Like, it's always so basic. It's just horde mode. It's just standing on plates. I... Oh, okay, but what are you gonna do with six people that aren't communicating? You know? what are you going to do with six randos that are just kind of in there running around shooting stuff the the champions alone the champions alone are are somewhat of a headache if people aren't running the champion mods so to a certain degree if you either go six man raid style where you got to be in a group you got to be communicating and you got to be synergized or you go six man kind of throw away kind of nothing that elaborate of standing on plates shooting the ball, getting the shield to come down, you know, slamming the balls. Like these are all things that if they go beyond that man, I'm telling you it would be a dis- it would be a disaster. Um The main people people are having with these issues of these modes is because they are easy. If there was the possibility to fail, it would be better. It would feel better to beat it. Add some better mechanics and harder. Right, and I touched on that. I they're painted into a corner. If they suddenly decide to make it failable or add difficulty spectrum or have it to where you really got to be synergized, that doesn't jive with the idea of, well, it's a six-man seasonal activity that's meant to kind of be there for hobbyist players to boot up and play. They're painted into a bit of a corner right now. Here's what's happening, okay? We're going into a fast food restaurant and we're asking for a gourmet meal. 
That's ultimately what I think's going on. When you're driving to your parents' house for the holidays and you stop at a fast food restaurant, because why? Because the situation that you're in kind of determines that, like, this is the best we're going to do if we're going to jump back on the road and make good time. We got to grab a burger, okay? We got to go into a fast food joint. That situation is dictating the limitations on the food quality and substance that you're going to get. When you go out for dinner on a Friday night for your anniversary, you're going to go probably somewhere nicer and you're going to get a really good gourmet meal. You're going to really get you're going to get an appetizer. You're going to it's going to be it's going to be top notch, right? That's ultimately what I think is going on right now is people are approaching seasonal content and we're on the road, man. We're just we're throughout the year just getting stuff to do. You're on the road heading to grandma's. You're not going to get a five course steak dinner like annually. You go and celebrate your anniversary and you go somewhere really nice and the meal is far more substantive and far more expensive and it's the same thing here like shadow keep and forsaken are annual substantive big there's more meat going on there's more there you can't go in to a fast food restaurant and ask for a gourmet meal seasonal content is fast food it's like it's just it's cheap it's 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 quick and it gets you it gets you going it gets you it gets you back on the road Like, that's ultimately what's going on. Like, anytime you have something that's showing up this often for this price point, the value in the substance is likely to not be as high as the thing that you waited 12 months for. I continue to try to tell people to zoom out. Just zoom out on that, right? You waited 12 months for Forsaken. You waited 12 months for Shadowkeep. If you're going to wait three months for this content, I just gonna be horde mode it's gonna be basic it's gonna be hobbyist in its design you're not gonna get raids you're not gonna get dungeons you're not gonna get a a, a mountain of hidden really challenging content and then when they did something hidden unique and challenging that required everybody to work together people still complained you know the the quarters of time so ultimately that's a new i got another analogy i'm gonna start throwing out at people is that seasonal content is fast food you're going in the price is low it's delivered quickly and thusly the substance is going to be lower than if you went somewhere where it costs way more and you waited way longer ultimately that's what seasonal content is is it's fast food uh it's just so you can you can get something cheap quick and easy and get back on the road again and that's ultimately what we're in we're in a we're in a let's avoid drought let's keep content trickled out and that's ultimately where we are right now Ghostface, do uh, you think instead of uh, a thing coming back, it could reference a person? I, I don't think so. I, if they're going to have a person come back, Aldrin or something like that. Again, it said trials and more returns. To me, they're just saying content. Like, I don't know. It just makes sense for me within the context. LL Brood. Uh, what would you rather get? Prison of Elders probably as the activity and something else like obelisks or factions with another activity. So basically, which one would you rather have? Oh, I don't know. This is a tough one because factions could add really good rhythmic content beyond the next season. 
So I'd really like for factions to come back. But factions need to be done in a way so they don't feel like just another NPC with a bunch of bounties. You got to be careful because they're 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 over saturating the game with bounties at the present time. So if factions came back, they would have to be done in a way so it doesn't feel like, yep, yeah, here we go, yep, yeah, more bounties to grab. Like because people are getting kind of, we we wanted bounties to come back. I'm glad they decided to bring bounties back. But there is such a thing as like too much of a good thing. And I do think they could consider if they brought back factions, doing them in a way, um, doing them in a way that wasn't so it just, oh, it's just another NPC with a bunch of bounties. So if you gave me the choice, I would probably say factions if they did good quality of life updates to them as NPCs. And if they can't do that, then I'd probably want a sweet, you know, I'd probably want to see Prison of Elders come back then. If you can't guarantee me that factions will be a really good improvement as NPCs, NPCs in general need to function a lot better than they're presently functioning. Vendors, essentially. Um, Enzion. I know Bungie is trying to follow a storyline with the seasonal content. Where would Prison of Elders fit into the storyline as of now? We already linked it to Aldrin. Aldrin could start to kind of hear stories about what he did and how much pain he caused, and it could be poetic for him to try to fix that. Uh, I could see that, you know, the the prison becoming problematic because of that. Uh, Bryant392. What do you think Bungie could do to bring back the disenfranchised players? Here's the thing. I don't think seasonal content is supposed to do that. This is where I think sometimes sometimes people get a little bit of a misconception here. If if they're disenfranchised, if they're bored, if they think that uh, the game isn't worth playing, okay? Well, I don't think a ten dollar you know piece of content is going to bring them back. You know, if you're sick of eating red meat, a fast food cheeseburger ain't going to bring you back into the fold of consuming red meat. To take the analogy from a little bit ago. If you've decided this game's just not doing it for you and you're not enjoying it, I don't think seasonal content is designed to pull you back in. Now, a big significant update in September where we go back to the Dreadnought and they do significant changes to the weapons pool so that you have new weapons to grind for and you willingly let go of all your old weapons, uh, maybe. You know, maybe. Um, so... Outside of that, though, I just I don't think every three months for ten bucks they're going to be able to do enough to be like, hey, all the people that are bored, here's a reason to come back. And to be fair, a lot of people that are bored or hardcore players, they're going to buy the content and come back anyway. They typically they've been doing it for five years. Uh, Mr. B, off topic, but going and if when weapon skins rotate back into the Eververse, I really want the Huckleberry skin you've shown off and the spare rations one among others, but they never seem to come back. Are they ever going to make those eventually come back? I have no idea what their plans are. You would think they would just have an area with like really outdated things, but with the Twitch Prime thing that they're doing, you might start to get some of that stuff handed to you. I don't know how a hold I don't know how old Huckleberry is, but you could see Huckleberry and its skin get rotated into the Twitch Prime thing because if it's old enough, they could be like, "Eh, we don't really need to sell this and make money on it, just give it away with the Twitch Prime loot." Um Instead of having this giant area where all of the ornaments would be sold, it'd be a pretty big area in the Eververse if they did that. Rad Rad Fox. Do you think updating the menagerie instead of adding seasonal activities that'll go away would be a better idea? This again is where you could potentially you could suggest an idea like this and it sounds so good until it lands on the player base. And the player base would be like, this is just reskin. 
Vorpal7. Do you think Prison of Elders could land as seasonal-only activity with it being removed at the end of the season? Yeah, we've already outlined how that would do that. It would hit a crescendo where we fix it and, and kick them all out, and, and that storyline would then conclude. And it would be like, hey, we we fixed the problem, or we solved the issue, or whatever. Ekimak, do you think 95 days for the season is a good time frame, or do you think it's too long? I, I don't think it's too long. People were suggesting instead of four seasons a year, three seasons a year, and I think that would be way too long. I think the way they're doing it now is fine. Meme Lord, do you think we are getting another fall expansion this year? And if we do Dreadnought, Pyramid Ships, Aldrin? I think I think it's Dreadnought in September, personally. I think that's... And if not, then we are going to get the Dreadnought eventually, but that's supposed to be... I think that's supposed to be the send-off for the franchise. That's going to kick off the final year, which means we might not get it this year. I don't know if we're going to get Destiny 3 next year. Destiny 3, in my mind, is landing in 2022. That's been kind of my adjusted prediction. Um, So... The ant, uh, the antimitis. If Prison of Elders returns, do you think it would need to rely on daily, weekly mods? If not, uh, just another menagerie sundial. Bungie needs to rethink the mods and how it changes our playstyle. Um, because the, being like, hey, the artifact wants you to use these guns for the next three months, I think is way too long. I think week to week modifiers could do a lot more to say, hey, this week, sidearms and scouts are really strong and we have this burn and that thing and blah 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 and then you're changing your loadout and doing different things week to week so the first time when it's bows and sidearms it's void and the second time that bows and sidearms shows up it's solar and brawler so you're using different bows different sidearms different subclasses different exotics different exotic armor pieces and one week you you were using bows and sidearms and the next times you are you have a completely different loadout I don't think being like, hey, if you want to interact with champion mods for the next three months, there's these four weapons and that's it. I think that narrows it. And then you go to the gunsmith and then he has this, you know, bounties for those guns too. It's too long. Week to week, I think modifiers could do a lot more to freshen things up. Remorse 91. What do you think they need to do in Season of the Worthy to innovate the PvE loop and not make the season feel so samey if we have another activity like Sundial with the same reward system and needs to at least have interesting loot otherwise people really won't know what to do see this is again what I'm talking about this doesn't feel like a question it feels like you wanted to go off on a rant about how it feels samey and you think the loot's not worth it okay I can't do this every time somebody asks this question. It's exhausting to constantly have to be like, I actually think the Sundial loot's pretty cool. There was a new wave grenade launcher. There's some really great rolls on a lot of the weapons in the Sundial. The aesthetic of the Saint weapons is really, really cool. It's actually a good reward structure because it's really intentional loot grind. But I'm also going to concede the fact that it's very mechanical and I think loot should be dropping from bosses instead of from bounties or from like a menu. Like you're just going in and clicking on the guns. Like I can't do this every time. Like again, I feel like people are asking questions. You're just... You're wrapping a rant with this, like, I'm going to wrap it around with a question. Like, this doesn't really feel like a question. How am I supposed to answer this? What do you think they need to do to innovate so it's not so samey? And then the rest of the question is just your assertion that the activity and the reward system is not interesting and they they can't do this for the third season in a row. I, 
great that you think that the, the the daily engaged player base numbers seem to indicate that a more hobbyist driven pve driven style of content is actually doing a pretty good job capturing and keeping the player base uh and i do think given all of the times they've done stuff like court of orcs archons forge blindwell escalation protocol the forges reckoning menagerie sundial vex offensive they've actually done a pretty good job taking the core mechanics of destiny and creating new experiences uh for five years so I wasn't trying to rant just want to say I need some innovation otherwise I don't think I'll stay that's all right and you just admitted that your question was maybe intentioned like your intention is to submit your opinion like I need innovation or I don't want to play I, th- that's, just, that's just not a question a question would be what are ways they could innovate on the, co- on, the, on the PVE loop for something like Court of Oryx that will look similar to you know Sundial that's fine. You can ask that. But at the same time, I don't know how much they can innovate. At the end of the day, you're fighting trash ads, majors, mechanics, bosses. Like, that's it. Like, that is destiny. They can't innovate too much. Again, it's six-man match-made content. It can't be super challenging. It can't be super dynamic. It can't be super diverse. It can't be confusing. It's It's got to be in a predictable and easy-to-understand lane. Again, it's fast food. We're, we're going to a fast food restaurant. You can't go into a fast food restaurant and ask for... Think of it like this. This is another good example. I went to Red Robin with my boy a couple of weeks ago. Okay, There's like 15 different cheeseburgers there. There's one with an egg on it. I got the one with the candied bacon. Like, There's all these different types of burgers in there, right? I'm going into a restaurant like that's what they do. Okay? I can't, I can't take that expectation and walk into like McDonald's and be like, okay, what are all the different burger types that you have here? They're like, well, there's like two and then the rest are like cheeseburgers, double cheeseburgers. Like, that's it. Oh, you don't have any candied bacon? You don't have one with an egg on it? You don't have one with avocado on it? You don't have one with a, what, with, with a, with a Hawaiian sauce on it? What's the deal here? What's going on here? Again, like, <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's fast food. Like, seasonal content is fast food. And if that's your expectation, then you'll be okay. If that's not your expectation, you're going to go in and you're going to be like, I just don't get it. I don't get why I can't get all this diverse, dynamic, varied, substantive, deep content. It's fast food. Fair point. I feel that there are still people who don't understand sundial mechanics. It's really, it's just, this is the limitations that they're in. It's like, fast food you go in and the limitations of what they're doing they only have so many ingredients they have a system in place to crank out food at a certain rhythm so that when you buy it for five dollars you get a burger within five minutes and that rhythm dictates the substance and the depth and the variety and the quality of the food same thing with seasonal content like it's coming at a rhythm and at a cost and in a lane that just can't be dungeons and raid level nightfall stuff it's fast food the real sticky somewhat new player here can you explain to me what poe is as far as a gameplay loop uh it was different each week you would drop in and there were three doors each door was a room that had a theme and an enemy type and then the modifiers would be different so one week you were fighting a vex boss the next week you were fighting a fallen boss um and the modifiers 
were random so you were changing your loadout like whenever it was it was vex and void i loved it because i could run sword breaker and get the void damage and i could i could gut bust the minotaurs and uh it was really really good and you would like the door would open and you would go in and you would beat it and you would come back to the center and the doors would close and then one door would open and you'd go into the next it's meant to feel like kind of like almost like an arena kind of game show-esque environment it also feels kind of horde mode which again that's kind of the content at this point Gordon Ramsay has entered the chat. Gab Med Black. Why do people hate the PoE Taken version? Uh, they should do that in D2 activities. Yeah, I, I, Prison of Elders, Prison of Elders, and Challenge of Elders. I just think got a bad rap. I thought it was good content. Uh, Meme Lord. With Saint, when he first came back to the tower, he refers to how the tower obelisk as a beacon to call those lost home. Do you think the Saint uh, being Saint, or does it allude to some lost characters? With this has already been deduced, homie, uh, that, that that the line is referring to the lighthouse being rebuilt. Killjoy Mimic. If Destiny has become too large and Bungie can't bring in larger content, how would you fix that? I actually think that's one of the reasons they're doing what they're doing now. I've missed a bunch of subs. Mike Lantis with five months. Chromie Put with six months. Five months from Arson at Dawn and 40 months from EJ Dumpf. Guys, welcome back. I think... Imagine that I've only got so much space in a room and I know that that corner I'm saving for a couch and that corner I'm saving for a bookshelf. Okay? And so... I'm, but I'm, but I'm able to change the coffee table. I can add a coffee table and take the coffee table away. Like I can keep putting into this section, put it in, take it out, put it in, take it out. The dreadnought would be the couch, right? And then the bookshelf would be something else more substantive. I feel like Bungie is potentially saying, nope, we have to leave this much space because in X number of months, we got to add a new raid. We got to add a new destination and this space cannot be taken up that's possibly why they're doing what they're doing. If we're honest, and people, there's so much to do, and there's no reason to do it. Okay, we're all glad you can quote Datto. Now that you're done quoting Datto, look at the size of the game and just be honest about the fact that if they did start ripping things out of the game, people would get really ticked off. There's so many planets, there's so many activities, and this is where the this is where the community is a, is a bit of a schizophrenic. Don't you dare take our activities away. I can't believe they're adding seasonal content and taking it away. Okay. And oh, well, what if we go back to all the old content like Escalation Protocol and Blind Well and and the Forges and the Infinite Force? What if we were to reuse those and put new loot in there? Oh, that's just a reskin. That's just a reskin, Bungie. Okay. You don't want us to do that. Could we just delete that stuff from the game? Are you kidding me? I paid for that. I want to go back there once every six months, maybe, sort of, kind of, to go into that old content. Like, there is, there's no victory here. There is no way to win. If they leave it dormant, people say, tons of stuff to do, no reason to do it. Oh, we'll give you a reason to do it. Reskin. Oh, we'll delete it from the game to save space. I paid for that. They can't win they cannot win it there's a comeback for every decision they make if you leave it dormant it's a game full of activity and no reason to run it if they repurpose it it's a reskin if they delete it they're stealing from you there is literally there is no path forward other than the one that they have chosen we're gonna let you know ahead of time the content's here the content goes away there's urgency to grind it it's super generous that's their only play that's their only play which is why i've said like 
every season it'd be good if they can do this for free repurpose escalation protocol give that loot pool a facelift and it's free there's a free lane on the season pass too free lane on the season pass free activity update and then there's the paid activity and then there's the paid lane on the season pass like have those two sort of running parallel to each other so ep and blind well and even the forges even reckoning even menagerie should be on the docket for a facelift after like 12 to 18 months so when any, this is why this is why when I zoom out on it I get so quick probably nobody and this is where I've tried to soften up but I just get so quick with people I'm like come on like you're saying that but if they did the alternative you'd complain about that too you're complaining about the fact that there's so much in the game and there's no reason to do it and if they repurpose any of it you're going to be like well that's lazy that's a reskin and if they delete it from the game you're going to complain about that too you're like well I paid for that content you can't take that away from me they literally cannot they cannot win with regard to limited space revitalizing content or leaving content dormant there's almost no solution that wouldn't frustrate people the only thing they can do is as I've said make it a free quality of life update that's their only play so no one could claim well I'm paying for a reskin you know if you update escalation protocol you let us match make six man from orbit and then you update the loot like that's it that's the only way they're going to get away with it because people are like, well, that's a reskin. Yeah, but it's free. Are you really going to complain about a free update to EP? Come on. But this, this again, is the, situ- <laughs> this is the situation that we're in. The game is just bursting at the seams and Bungie's like, we can't do anything with any of this because we're going to upset somebody. We're going to tick off somebody. If we repurpose it, if we delete it or we leave it dormant, there's always, there's always a criticism at hand. Community issues aside, I think these issues with Microsoft and Sony, if they were to delete anything from the game from Shadowkeeper prior, that's a well-made point, Eugene, which is why I do think the easiest choice would be to say, you get to keep that content, it's just been repurposed and given a facelift for, for, for free, you know. That's, I think that's their only play. If they're going to do anything with EP, uh, and then, obviously, the, the Infinite Forest they use for Verdant Forest and Haunted Forest. I think they could reuse the EAZ more than once a year, but, you know, that's that's remains to be seen. And then, eventually, I would like to see the Forges given some treatment, and Reckoning given some treatment, and the Menagerie given some treatment. Why not? If it's, if it's a year to a year and a half old, why would you not do that? Why would you not repurpose it? You know, instead of just leaving it there. It's just taking up space at that point. Even the EP weapons with random rolls. Oh, I put try oh, preach that, please, and throw the hand cannon in there because now you got four weapons. Throw that hand cannon in there. The Icolos hand cannon is so cool looking. Bland gamers. If Prison of Elders were to come back, I would hope that it would be very difficult, not tedious like Legend Sundial, but actually difficult content. Thoughts? <laughs> yes, yes, we've addressed this. We want aspirational content. We want challenging content. We do. But it's it's only around for a couple of months, so they've got to be really careful with this. This is what I said. I forget when I said this. It was in my Inatam talk. I think my Inatam video. I said, if you you got three months to play with, Bungie, you spend the first month to roll out the end of the bosses, and then at the end of that, you roll out the difficulty spectrum. Here's the hardest version, or whatever. People have two months to get in and and start working on that harder version or get ready for that harder version and if the rewards in the harder version were more vanity driven more adept role version they would be 
good enough for the people grinding it there'd be enough time for people to to, to be like I had time to grind for it I had two of the three months to work on it and also like it would be marginal of of a difference enough of like you didn't get the extra perk on all the sundial guns you didn't get this cool you know vanity ornament for the sundial guns well then okay you'll be all right if they go too high too difficult then people feel like i spent ten dollars and you just you sequestered content from my reach it's a tough place for them to be because people are spending the ten dollars and they want value transmission and if they feel like you took dope loot or a piece of the activity and you put it out of our their 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 arms reach because there's no matchmaking and it's really hard then you tick a lot of people off uh crash card do you think bounties or frames for armor would give an intentional grind for armor rolls? I have the god roll guns, but I need I we need intentionality for armor pursuits, but I have cautioned against just dumping frames everywhere and anywhere in the game. I do think loot boons are a good idea. You could go to an activity and say, "I want a loot boon for for gauntlets." And you just run and every couple of boss kills or whatever the boss drops a pair of boots and then the boon can like be replenished so you don't have to keep going back to the freaking tower but um i frames are frames are too much of a good thing we want that player agency to chase something and that intentional grind that targeted farm we want that i think there's 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 a better way to implement it right now we do we have just way too much of a good thing it's very mechanical and you just start dumping more and more armor frames in the game i think that just that would be way too much of a good thing let me get a boon from zavala where i'm in the playlist and the longer i'm in the playlist the quicker the drops and i'm just getting guns and an armor piece all day i'm getting an old-fashioned to drop and i'm getting you know you have two boons running at once an armor boon and a gun boon and then as you level up Zavala throughout the season, your your drop rate chances could increase. Hey, I just hit rank 50 on Zavala. These boons are more effective now. It, that, it, boom, you see him popping out of the boss. Now, this might not be something that Bungie can do. Because now you're going to have a boss's loot pool that would basically need to be, you know, five armor piece items. That's 15 pieces dependent upon what class goes in there so that's 15 armor pieces in that uh in that in that um boss's pool and then i don't know what three or four guns and then what they drop is dependent upon your boon they might be able to do that they might not i have no idea but i think that would be way more exciting and way more of like a romance and a chase than just go grinding lost sector and get a bunch of guns from frames that's essentially what weapon frames are doing unfortunately they're so transactional they're so mechanical they're taking a lot of the romance out of the loot pursuit grand champ given the frequency of content drops and the lack of bandwidth do you think we are not going to see truly new activities versus some iteration of the same six-man match made activity that we have had since going back to opulence since going back to three-man activities like court of oryx again i'm not going to keep retreading this we've been getting this content style for a long time it's what destiny is uh, Mr. Rapid Kane. I wish the old raids would be given a refresh hard mode, prestige mode, or weekly uh, her- rotating heroic raid. Do you see this happening? Maybe in the summer. I do think we're going to get our we're going to get our Age of Triumph in Destiny Two. I believe it's coming. I just don't know when. Where they do exactly what you just said. Less Jabman. 
Do you think contest modifier has made it so raids are much easier at power? It feels like raids aren't challenging anymore. They never were. Um, All of us from D1 to now got to a place with a fire team where running a raid was just not that difficult. Um, You get your team, you know what you're doing, and you go in every week. Uh, I... You're relating it to power level. I do think a contest modifier being something you can turn on any time would be a great first step. Hey guys, starting in Season of the Worthy, we're going to give the Garden of Salvation raid and the Last Wish raid and you know, any raid that does random rolls. We're going we're gonna to start with Garden and you can run Garden with Contest on to get non-powerful drops you know, if there's a if there's a gospel roll or a zealots, you know, the fusion rifle roll that you still haven't gotten yet, you can go run it with contest modifier on and get non-powerful drops. I, that'd be a pretty that'd be a pretty good little like hat tip to the to the raiding community. Contest modifier is already in the game. You just have to let us turn it on, and then not limiting drops to make them non-powerful. That can't be that freaking hard. The loot pool's already there. I just I don't know. I, that seems like a really, really easy thing to do. Maybe they're holding off because they've got other plans for all the raids. Detective Michael Scarn, uh, why did Bungie get rid of NPC grinds like the one for Zavala's authority ship? No idea. I have a whole video where I say all of the NPCs should look like the obelisks, where you're leveling them up for the season and there's benefits for that. You, you have a sense of progression so if you're grinding PvP your rank with shacks is going up and that gives you benefits of that season there could be ornamental vanity item chases that season there could be sparrows ghosts and ships and shaders and things like that and your frames if you're grinding for guns in you know we could go back to the boon idea if you're running some boon for some gun that the, that shacks is featuring that season every couple of games is dropping and then near the end of the season if you've ranked him up that gun's dropping a lot more often when you're running the boon increasing your reward structure which is similar what they did with the obelisks and sundial the more you invested the more drops you got near the end of the season your main man julian would you be more interested in prison of elders being tweaked to return or merge with infinite forest it's got to be its own thing it needs we already answered this at the very very beginning it can't just be prison of elders like copy pasta and it also can't be super far removed from prison of elders because then why are you calling it prison of elders it's got to kind of be in the middle it's got to pull from the old but be its own thing and feel new jc why do you think there's so much toxicity in the community and social media and reddit if i didn't use Worldline, but i knew others loved it i wouldn't comment and say one percenters are a-holes like okay i don't i'm not gonna start pointing fingers here but it does seem like uh, most of the unwarranted aggression and vitriol came from folks that were angry about the world line and speed running. Okay, I'm not going to try and point fingers and say who started the fight. You go into a room and 10 kids are punching each other's lights out and you try and hash out who threw the first punch. It kind of doesn't matter because everyone is swinging at that point. Okay, so... You know, I didn't appreciate the fact that people took a clip from Slayer Rage where Slayer Rage was using hyperbole to make a point that not a lot of people speed run and presently not a lot of people want to use swords. And he said something to the effect of like, the seven people that want to speed run care about the world line, you know, nerf, but the 12 people that want to use swords will be happy. And the speedrunners got mega butt hurt and like 
said a bunch of nasty things to him on Twitter. And it's like, you do understand that he was fair in his hyperbole, okay? He said that only seven people want to speedrun, but he also said only 12 people want to run swords. It's clear at that point that he's using exaggeration to convey a point. Hence, that's what hyperbole is. The use of hyperbole is to exaggerate something to convey a point. He's trying to convey the point that a small minority of people speedrun and a small minority of people presently really like running swords. That's all he was trying to convey, and people took it way too serious. So what, should people have been equally mad? Like, I like running swords, you jerk. You're trying to say there's only 12 of us running swords? Slayer rage? Come on, Cody. Like, there was no reason to get that upset. It did seem, even Sweatsicle seemed to try to push back, and 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 Glad did as well, on the idea that insulting and attacking the devs about this and being nasty isn't, isn't, just, there's no reason to do that. I also don't think, I, I think it probably felt like salt in the wound, okay? It probably felt like salt in the wound. They don't even know who Slayer is, by the way. It's like, this guy was, was one of the first to really put on display really really good titan skating and running things really really fast and doing cool things in D1 like Slayer was a pioneer in D1 and the, you know these kids these kids these days they have no idea who they're talking to they're, they're mouthing off on Twitter it's like who are you you know Johnny two followers with your you know mouthy mouthy disposition um but at the same time it's like they're if you're gonna speed, if you're gonna speed run in this game, like I think it was salt in the wound when they heard him say that. They knew he was right. It's not a good game for speed running. They're constantly chasing. They're they're constantly changing things. Like it was salt in the wound. They know he's right. They know he's right. Sweatsicle said the same dadgum thing. Okay, this is not an idyllic game for speedrunning. It's fun, it's cool, it's impressive, but they're always going to move the goalposts on you. It's a game that gets updated. It's not running, it's, you're not speedrunning Super Mario. You're not speedrunning some ancient console game that'll never get updated. I just, the, the sentiment that, that Cody spoke was no different in many respects than what Sweat said. Sweatsicle basically was like, if you like speedrunning Destiny, I encourage you to go speedrun other games to really apply that skill set and that mindset because this game is just is going to keep getting updates. And so you, you really have to you really have to accept that this is what's going to happen. And also, you've got guys like Chevy and Glad who have conceded time and time again. They cannot legislate this game for the minority. They cannot create and, and tweak and customize this game for that small slice of the community. And that's essentially that is essentially what Cody was trying to convey. So if the speedrunner numbers uh they put in out in response to Cody's tweet were true, speedrunners are 0.1% of the whole community. We can't cater to them. And that's essentially all he was trying to communicate. So Hockey Dan, do you think the Cosmodrome should come back? Uh, I know it's a big ask, but they already have part of it in D2. Assets have been ported. One little area was ported, Home Slice. Like, one little area. Just that area with the cars. I I have a lot of love for D1, and that would be special, but the Cosmodrome kind of sucks. It's just, there's nothing, it's, it's not that great. I don't know if we want to take up space in the game for just another sort of bland and basic public space it'd be nostalgic and it would give us warm fuzzies but a couple of months would go by and we'd be like it's just the cosmodrome it's just another public space that is largely empty unless unless they put an activity in there or something i i don't know 
You just gotta be careful, man. That those those areas take up so much space. Eugene's calling me a blasphemer. I'm telling you, we'd get warm nostalgic fuzzies for a month, but it's just a public space. You know, like I, not a lot goes on there. I we don't need space taken up for that. How? <laughs> We just talked about this. There's so much to do. There's so many places to go. Lost sectors, adventures, and public space areas that just doesn't... <laughs> there's there's no reason to go. How often are you going to Nessus public areas and, and Titan and Mars and Mercury and the EDZ and IO for crying out loud? There's so many. I don't want to back either, but you called it not great. It's not really that great. There's not really anything going on. They'd have to build lost sectors for it. The public events were ones we've already got. We already have. We already have those public events. And the areas are just they're it's they're D1 areas. Like they're man, they're bland. They're empty. There's not a lot going on. Again, I love D1, dude. It would be nostalgic and I would I would be grinning and like, "Oh, this place brings back so many memories." And then a month or so later, it'd be a, a barren wasteland of nothing happening. If they put an activity there, I'd be okay with it. But outside of that, you can't we can't afford to take up space in the game right now so you can get warm fuzzy feelings for a couple of weeks. Sorry to be Debbie Downer about it. Mr. Enigma, do you think Bungie, uh, not being specific about the future content, sets them up for the for failure? Basically, we all second guess and get excited and carried away with the subject, and then the content rarely compares to our wishful thinking. I'm not going to fault Bungie for us getting excited about the possibility of things coming back or happening. It's not really their fault. Um, I don't know if they... I, I just can't see them saying this far in advance they, they're just not going to go into detail about the next season they're just not so they're going to drop breadcrumbs they're going to drop hints and teasers and we're going to get excited and then the content's going to drop to be fair I actually think the first two weeks of season of dawn was high praise and wow this is better than I thought it was going to be that was generally the theme and the dialogue myself and Paul Tassi were kind of like hey guys season's going to be pretty thin it's not going to be that substantive and Paul wrote a couple, at least one or two articles and said on the Rageous Roundtable, this is way more than I expected. And many people said similar things in, in this chat and on Twitter. Hey, this is way more than we expected. And I think we got there because they didn't really tell us much about it. We kind of discovered a lot of it on our own, you know. It's entirely their fault. If there's a big thread with 5,000 upvotes on Reddit or something and it's not going to happen, just have a community manager say something. No, no, I disagree. It's not Bungie's job to babysit your expectations on Reddit. Hey guys, we see a lot of people getting excited about this. I'm just here to tell you uh, it's not happening. Just want to shoot this down in flames right now. Uh, So yeah, keep your chins up. Uh, See you Starside Guardians. Like that's not their job. Their job is not to log on to Reddit and be like, okay, let's see here. Crack the knuckles. All right, how many dreams can we shoot down today? Now, they do sometimes go in and say, okay, we've heard your feedback on this. We're going to pass this on. And that's sort of like, uh, oh, we're probably not getting that anytime soon. Because if we were getting it, they wouldn't need to pass it on the community. So sometimes, sometimes I do think that they, they, they do react. But they literally can't go to every high upvoted 
you know, thing. Like, okay, I'm gonna give you an example. There was a terrible thread. I mean, mind-numbingly bad. It was at, it, at the time. At the time, it had over six thousand upvotes, and it was basically saying, "We don't need more loot. We need better loot." And then I went in and read it, and this, this Einstein was arguing for static rolls. Okay, <laughs> it's what he was arguing for static rolls. Now. What good is it for a, a community manager or somebody to go in there and be like, hey, we've heard your feedback on this, but it ain't happening. Let's just shoot it down, right? Let's just shoot that down in flames. We're not going back to static rolls. What that can start to feel like, it can start to feel almost combative. Like you're shooting down ideas instead of just taking our feedback. So sometimes it's better to let the thing mushroom and oh yeah that'd be great Bungie and then and then it goes away and then something else crops up if every single time something like that happens there could be a certain level of cynicism think of how many threads get upvoted think of how many ideas get thrown out that will never end up in the game think of how many times we've done that we've out we've trotted out ideas we've trotted out things and it never ends up in the game if every time we were doing that, Dylan was hanging out in our chat and he was like, yeah, we just checked. We're never doing that. Or, yeah, we're not going to do that. That would really start to make it be like, I guess there's no point in throwing out good ideas then. They're just shooting everything down. You know, not only that, when they don't shoot an idea down, it would be a passive implication that the idea is going to happen. Right. Unless they had like a locked jaw on Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube and Twitch. Anytime an idea comes out, we better shoot it down. That would create a cynicism and a negativity of like, well, all of our ideas just get shot down. How many actually get through? And then you'd have ideas where they're like, well, we like this idea. and There's something kind of coming that's like this. Well, now you're back into the vague bad expectations being set through not spe- you know through no specificity i just i don't think there's a way for them to do what it is you're asking it was it's kind of like when they they didn't give tons people felt like they didn't get enough warning for the world line change if if they're if they're going to be doing something with swords and they're considering the idea how far in advance do you can you conceivably think that they could tell you or warn you about what's coming um, there's just, there's only so much they can do. And I, again, I would rather them not create a cynicism where they're, they're shooting ideas down because that's what it would ultimately feel like. People would be like, man, you guys are just absolutely, um, shooting down every idea that we, that we come up with. And instead of it just being like, Bungie can go to the forums, they can go to Reddit and they can say, you know, we can glean a lot of good ideas from here and we can throw a lot of bad ones over our shoulder and never do anything with them. And no, you and we're, and we're none the wiser of how many ideas are just getting rejected out of hand. Because you want that, right? A, a stopped clock is right twice a day. Somebody that just is, is putting out bad idea after bad idea after bad idea. Sometimes, this has happened here, somebody will put an idea and I'm like, dude, no, they can't do that. But... You know, it just made me realize, what if they took what you just said and they did it in this way instead? That's happened all the time here. Uh, Somebody puts a bad idea out there and we're all like, oh, they can't do that. (gasps) Wait, but what if they did? You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't think they want to shoot down the the idea generator that Reddit is by starting to confirm or deny what is or isn't coming. 
they're professional video game makers, Reddit or not. Sometimes people just uh, trust the actual experts in the field. Right, like sometimes people just put out ideas that are just never going to happen from a technological standpoint. Give us dedicated servers. It's probably not going to happen. In Destiny 2, it's not, you know. Um, Okurama, do you think there is a place for the Court of Oryx in Destiny 2? For some reason, I still much prefer that over Horde mode we have now. It just felt different somehow. Well, Court of Orcs was just a boss fight. If you're honest, it's just a boss fight. You're skipping all of the all of the razzmatazz, and you're getting right to the meat. It's like, just boom. Just a boss fight. With some mechanics. Get the two guys close together and then do damage to them. Uh, shoot the... Shoot the eyes, get the buff. Shoot the wiz, shoot the shoot the ogre, kill the wizard. There was that one. And there was the one where you had to get the exploders to pop near the the ogre. Uh, there was the one where you, I think you had to grab swords maybe or something to, to take the guy's shield down or something. Um, yeah, it's a, it's even less than a forge. I don't dislike that idea. I don't. I think Prison of Elders is in a happy medium. There are ads, there are majors, but each room represents a boss fight. I liked that. Court of Oryx was in a public space, so they had to really streamline it. It was just a boss fight, and it was like a tiny area as a circle um, with that one raised area. So... I didn't dislike Court of Oryx, but if you think about the depth of the content and the dynamics, you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. I, I do. I think Sundial and Menagerie and other content we've gotten in, in Destiny 2 has been better. Court of Oryx was good for what it was, but I don't think we want to go back to like a 20-foot room that's a boss, and then, then that's it and nothing else. That gets really, really old really, really fast. Um... I love the POE one where you couldn't touch the floor. I don't remember that one. I just remember every week Prison of Elders and Challenge of Elders felt different enough that I didn't feel like I was doing the exact same thing every week. There was the dismantling of the mines. There was the different... Oh, I shoot. I forget. What was that one boss that we had to fight and there was an eye? You had to kill the eye and then after you killed the eye... You could shoot the Minotaur or something. They did a lot of things in Court of Oryx that I think people are forgetting. There was actually like a lot of uh, there was a lot of mechanics in there. And there was a Vex one where you had to kill the the one Vex guy was called an Eye or something, and then you killed him, and then you you got something from him, and then there were then there were the suppression fields that would detain you, and you had to get out of the suppression fields, and the, only the guy with the eyes blessing or whatever the frick it was called could bust those suppression fields. See what I'm saying? People forget there was actually a lot going on in some of those in in some of those encounters. It was really really good. Um, you know, I, I again. I get why people liked Court of Oryx, but I don't know if I want to run Court of Oryx six hours a day or three hours a day or all week long or something. I remember the one with the detain with the detaining fields was really good. It was it was tough, man. You basically had to have somebody with a shotgun ready to find that guy, pop him, then you had to get the people out of the detaining fields and then ba- and then try to bake the boss as best you could, and then do it all over again. Oh. <laughs> I think people, man, like I said. I think Prison of Elders gets a bad rap. There was good stuff in there. Ginger 300. Prison of Elders being very fallen theme could see a return of Mithrax and maybe will become a vendor in the tower. I, I don't know. I don't know how I'm supposed to answer a question like that. 
uh, Argon Nebula. Lono, assuming it did not affect the flow of content we have at the moment, do you think Destiny 2 or 3 would benefit from the introduction of other styles of gameplay other than the very grind-heavy content we have at the moment? Open-world exploration and side quests a la Witcher Odyssey. No. A game needs to own its core competencies. You start pulling from the identity of other games, and it gets confused, muddled. If you try to please everyone, you'll end up pleasing no one. So, folks looking for true substantive exploration like Witcher-style content would probably find it to be less than it than appealing and people that aren't looking for that and just want to grind and chase loot would also find that less than appealing I don't I don't think you can start to inject other game identity and genre themes into a game like destiny it just doesn't work mr. rabbit Kane I would love it if Bungie added new existing activities instead of always adding new one. Oh, added to the existing activities what do you think about this for example adding more waves to EP with new loot this is not a question we already even said that that would be something they should do um, how do you feel about grinding for god rolls in armor for a year and then it becoming obsolete with the launch of a new update people really shot this idea down in flames but ultimately we're having loot incentivization problems right now because you have you know 10 god rolls for one gun type I have 10 god roll hand cannons right now rumble the second if the next big seasonal activity is the prison do you think that they might make it into an HVT hunt like the scorn barons to shake things up or would just make it another horde mode I don't know how you would do that for a six-man match-made activity, even a three-man match-made activity, if we're hunting HVTs. I don't know how that would work. It needs to. It, it kind of needs to be in a horde mode theme if it's going to be match-made. Callisto. With the end of the season, do you think the Obelisk will return to the tower? Uh, will he be... Oh, will Osiris return to the tower and be the new speaker? I don't think so. Mr. Rapid Kane. Do you think that an in-game tracker like the Imperium Foundation could be a good way to increase the interest in faction rallies? 100%. It's clearly not a live update, and it only updates about once a day. But yeah, 100%. Uh, Chunk. Do you think players would accept Bungie going with a subscription route and charging players a monthly fee? Never. Not in a million years. I'm tired of that question. They'll never pull that off. Uh... Gritter, no offense to the question asker, but there's just no way they're going to do that. The game's been out for too long to suddenly add a subscription fee. It wouldn't work. Gritter, to help things, could you see Aldrin wanting to become the new warden of PoE? The stolen right out of the talk today. I don't, I don't know why you. <laughs> Some of you guys are so hungry to submit questions. You're not really questions. Uh, whatever. Uh, when do we get Destiny 3? How do you think that they would explain story-wise why we don't have our stuff from D2? I don't know. I don't think that's even an issue right now. I think they could easily do some sort of massive explosion. We get thrown to the outer edges of the universe and we have nothing. You know, I think that there's, there's a lot of ways uh, that they could do that. Mr. Enigma. Do you think the return of Halo uh, with the reported biggest development budget in the history of gaming, Bungie will respond by doing big with future content with the fear of being wiped off the map? I am, again, also tired of these questions. Uh, how many how many Destiny killers do you need to throw into the fire pit before you realize that's not going to happen? Cruxley. Do you think D2 could benefit from bosses like Skolos? Multiple phases based on boss health, but not damage locked, still burnable. Yeah, boss fights are in a weird spot. They really like to lean on immunity phases. They really like to lean on... Like, I love the Initam fight, but I also kind of don't because it's always three phases. I, I do think it's okay to let us burn a boss it's okay to let us finesse a boss it's also okay to put stuff in the room that help us do that whether it's siva charges or scorch cannons or something like this i definitely think that there's room there's room there's more room for that in the uh in the boss fights 
Toxic Gladiator. Now that Destiny's on PC, why wouldn't it be possible for Bungie to treat Destiny like, wow, large game, but expansions every so often? That way, everything stays in the game, but there. Um, you're basically asking, a, like, since it's on PC now, why not just completely change the game? They can't do that. The game's been out for five years. You can't... That would be like saying, hey, if you put WoW on console, why don't you make WoW more like destiny just because it's on pc doesn't mean they can change the identity of the game every game has to stick to its identity or you'll lose players you'll lose most of your players dark death do you think if they just added matchmaking for older content like escalation protocol it would make the game better so being able to matchmake into an instance where people are planning to run ep my current solution is to keep changing instances to find a group doing it this is clearly a need i mean you're th- this is why they added it to the forges i don't think anybody would argue with that this this would be a, a win for everybody uh kyrian what's the possibility of bungie remaking reintroducing d1 raids very low uh, Dragon Slayer, do you feel that Bungie is collecting information regarding different ways people are collecting weapons, bounties, frames, running an activity, and what content loops get the most engagement? Do you believe that Fall's major expansion will implement these temporary seasonal grinds into vendors or activities depending on the ones we like the best? One of the reasons that I think people are forgetting why frames and bounties are probably in such high abundance in the game is that's perfect for a more hobbyist player and you're getting sick of it but you're playing more than everybody else so Lester should Bungie do something different for the farm to make it relevant again I don't give a crap about the farm CS squared or C squared uh, what's your all time favorite activity in Destiny history from D1 how would you want it to be implemented in D2 well Wrath of the Machine was my favorite activity I absolutely loved it um Outside of that, there hasn't been anything that really that really caught my attention like that one. Do you need to upgrade the obelisk this week or start donating? Uh, don't start uh, investing until the 18th. We have a challenge prep command for that. It's in the title of the stream. T-Funk, do you think Bungie should make two horde modes and not just one large one? Doesn't really make a difference whether it's a large one or, or two small ones. I definitely think that that's what uh, the game is going to gravitate toward. And I definitely think that people are going to continue to feel like, well, I don't really like horde mode. I'm sick of horde mode. Small, uh, peculiar. Do you think trials would return as a weekend-based activity or remain accessible throughout the week? It'll be weekend only. That's what Trials of Osiris is. Uh, small, peculiar. By extension to my previous question, would a seven-win card with no boons be better than a nine-win card with boons? Do you think that we really need to develop the idea of going flawless? I don't want to suddenly turn this into a big trials discussion because we're really late into Q&A already, but I do think that the boons, like the mercy boon and the free win and the double-win boon, I think bringing those backs would probably be something that people would like. Um, I, I don't think I don't think that just seven wins, no boons is a good idea you could even maybe go eight wins mercy boon and then you don't need to give the double win maybe the free win i don't know the mercy boon is needed no matter what i think bringing back the mercy boon would be really really welcomed i don't think anybody would be upset about that uh and coach your question didn't get through with the idea of Aldrin playing a part in next season could you see an event in which varix who used to call us worthy could play an equal solution next season also outside of poe and the faction rallies what other pve events would you like to return to destiny 2 i don't have a whole lot of pve pve events that i would like to see return i mean obviously if you could bring back all the old raids that'd be great but i don't have a laundry list there weren't that many activities in d1 that were phenomenal court of oryx and archon's forge were pretty much it outside of prison of elders so everything else was basically a raid or a strike if it was a loopable piece of pve content 
Um, but I could see Varix and Aldrin coming back in a, like, and working together, or just one of them. It doesn't really matter. Ultimately, ultimately, it's a lot of speculation. So whether it's Aldrin or Varix or just somebody from the tower saying, this is getting out of control. It could be Zavala. It could be Ikora being like, we're hearing reports of the prison, you know, having an entire section that we were unaware of and it's becoming overrun right now. And if we don't take care of it now, it's going to pose a serious problem, you know, that it could be something as simple as that so I like the idea of it being you know spearheaded by Aldrin he hears about what he did and sort of in a poetic fashion decides to kind of fix what he broke because that's where Cade died you know that that could be cool too I don't know if they're going to want to do that much with Aldrin just yet they may want to keep him tucked away in their pocket for later so if you have enjoyed this segment interactive it's like a podcast you can listen to this uh we were having great conversations earlier while i was grinding spider and the tower uh if you enjoy it it's family friendly you can have me on at work around coworkers or around the kids and you can listen to it almost like a radio show like a podcast while you're grinding your emails or grinding destiny uh be sure to click the follow button and turn on notifications that's a free way to support the channel and if you're listening to the other locations you can always come in live and hang out i'm gonna keep on streaming so if you're here live right now i'm not shutting down but for those of you that listen on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube please like share and subscribe.